Well, while Ralph was busy breaking the box office, the Lion King was breaking the internet. No, seriously. The new Disney live-action version of the Lion King teaser trailer accumulated 224.6 million views globally in its first 24 hours, meaning it was Disney's most-watched trailer in one day. History-making. What? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer is off. Holly Roberts is filling in. Uh, and I was among one of those views, actually, probably a handful of those views. I didn't know that I was going to be so excited about this movie. If you have not watched the trailer, why don't we allow you a moment to just listen to what it sounds like knowing that this will only give you maybe an eighth of the entire sensory experience. Doesn't it just get you into the mood? For what? For the best movie ever! Holly Roberts, are you lifting your leg on my nostalgia? Yeah, you got a bowl of Cheerios over there, Colleen? Because I'm peeing in them! Okay. Why are you... Okay, to be fair, I was not excited about this at first blush. When people started talking about it, I thought, well, how are they going to do this? Why are they going to do this? Why are we doing this? Why, why, why? Then I saw this trailer and I thought, yep, nope, I stand corrected. Now I'm excited. Quickly, let me just run through some names for people so that they can be informed. Please. That was the voice of James Earl Jones reprising his role as Mufasa in The Lion King. Huh. Right? Mm, Yay. Yay. Okay, other names of people who will appear in the live-action Lion King. Live-action, huh? Okay, stop. You will have your moment. Donald Glover will play Simba. Beyonce will play Nala. Chiwetel, Chiwetel, I always say it wrong. Chiwetel. Chiwetel Etifor. Thank you. Scar. Elfrey Woodard will be uh, Simba's mother, Sarabi. John Oliver will play Zazu. Uh, John Connie will be Rafiki. All kinds of great, awesome names. Billy Eichner, Seth Rogen, they'll be Timon and Pumbaa. All these great voices are coming together to be in this new version of The Lion King. What is your problem, Holly? Colleen, about the new Lion King trailer. All those names that you just read, fantastic talents. I'm sure that they will do wonderful voice work in this movie. What I'm not here for is the following. That the new trend for these Disney reboots, because one, they're not live action. This is CGI. Okay. Lion King CGI. That, by the way, the CGI is caught in the uncanny valley, which is weird. The concept of the uncanny valley is when something tries to look real, but then it doesn't quite look real and it's off putting. I thought that the trailer was off putting. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. So there's that. Uh huh. And then there's this whole weird collective mania that we find ourselves in fueled by Disney where the activity goes as follows. We get these new rebooted versions of Disney classic animated features. Mm -hmm. Then we compare and contrast the original trailer for the Lion King that came out in 1994 to the new trailer in 2018. And they're basically shot for shot the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now we're supposed to be feeling that it's really cool that they did it shot for shot. 
no, that's just lazy, Colleen. They did the same thing with Aladdin. That Aladdin reboot trailer that came out earlier this year It was the same dang thing. I called Disney my D-bag of the day because they did that. I'm just like... Now, uh, that being said, look, this movie is not for me. It's made for the kids. It's made for the kids and the parents who are nostalgic Mm -hmm. and they're going to take their kids to this. It's genius. Look, Disney is genius. They're going to make a billion dollars. I'm not busting on their business acumen. What I'm saying is I am just not here for it. Okay, real quick, 651-641-1071, the new Disney Lion King, yay or nay, and why? Uh, because I do want people to get a chance to weigh in. 651-641-1071. Look, I'm being the salty, crabby old bitty over here. You kind of are. And, and I'm owning And I get it. it. And I think there's a place, there's time and a place for it. I get it. <laughs> Again, I will just say, and I just am, I, I just watched the trailer again, just visually. To your point, you are correct. It is a shot for shot of the original trailer. I mean, come on. And it is in your, to your point, Uncanny Valley. It is very, a little bit too, it's clearly CGI. And yet, it does bring your imagination to that place of when you watched, when you were watching the cartoon, your brain as a child, my brain wanted to, my brain wanted to go to a place where this was really happening, right? Sure. And I was like a teenager when the original Lion King came out, right? So I knew better. But I still, my brain wanted to indulge what would this really look like in real life? And now it's like we have enough technology where we can make that happen in a believable way. And I want this for my children. Yes, they've got me. Disney has me. They have, they're going to empty my wallet on this. I'm in. Let's go to the phones. Ron is on the line. Ron, the new Disney Lion King, yay or nay and why? Oh, there's me? Uh, uh, yeah, nay, I'm with Holly 100%. You know, they keep, nobody has an imagination. They just keep remaking things. Just come up with something new. I mean, and I'm usually, that's usually me. I'm usually with you on this. But for some reason, I saw this dumb trailer and it like rendered me stupid. <laughs> I completely, well. I usually think the exact same thing. But I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm brainwashed by Disney. You are, because you don't want it for your kids, you want it for yourself. It's the little girl and you coming out. You're probably right. Thank you, Ron. Oh, <laughs> yes, and all being said, the voice cast on this uh, on this movie, amazing. And yes. I'm somewhat interested to see what these actors will do with these characters. Yes. Not enough to make a whole movie. Right, okay. Vanika's on the line. Hi, Vanika. The new Lion King, yay or nay, and why? I'm 100% for it. Um, I have complete opposite feelings than Holly. Like, I like that it's a shot-for-shot recreation because I think if it wasn't, we'd be sitting there watching and going, oh, we're missing those iconic shots that we had from the actual movie. Yes, if we wouldn't... If we would yeah. not have seen Simba lifted up exactly. over Pride it Rock, we'd go, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm all about that. And I also disagree with the fact that it's only for people who have kids. I know so many people who are in their 30s that are like, I'm going to be at that theater opening night because this is a nostalgia thing. We get to see something. Yes, it's not live action. We knew there weren't going to be real lying scenes. Can, can you uh, feel the love tonight? Yeah, it wasn't going to happen, but we're getting the closest 
thing to it. And I think a lot of people are going to be sitting in that theater, like, excited and having a nostalgia trip. It's the same thing with, like, Incredibles. There's a lot more adults excited about Incredibles 2 than their actual kids were because right. that's stuff that, you know, it's a nostalgia thing. And we're, we're older now. We understand what's going on. And it's just going to... It's going to be really, it's really cool to see. So I'm oh, excited about it. I know. And we're going to be crying, aren't we, Vanika? Exactly. Yes. Oh, here, have <laughs> I'll a tissue. You, I'll see you Both there, Vanika. Both of you have a oh, tissue over there. Oh, she's feeling good, yeah. you guys. Let's go to Chris for the final word. Hi, Chris. Chris, the new Lion King, the the live action Lion King, yay or nay and why? Oh, P-U. I'm with Holly. <laughs> and Why? How many times do they have to make this story? I mean, this is the third time. If you want to see live action, go on Broadway and see the real deal. Well, I, you know, listen, the Broadway show, also amazing, so beautiful. We have a huge connection to it here in the Twin Cities, you know, because it started here. And the Heart of the Beast had a huge hand in making the puppets that they used for that. And I think that there's, I think that they all have their place, Chris. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they they need to come up with something new. There's there is lots of stuff floating out there. They could uh, they could make uh, fresh. Okay, thank you, Chris. Oh, so we got about half and half. Are we a little well, no, really. I think you won on that one. Well, especially no, when you because... consider we got this from our friend Laura. She said, "I'm with Holly. My feelings about the new Lion King are." Meh. Yeah, but several people on Twitter are like, oh, oh we're totally here for it. Oh, so gosh. it's like half and half. I guess it's one of those things, too, where everyone's so excited about it. And I just like I don't feel that way. <laughs> yeah. And I just like I don't. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. And I totally get why you like it. I so know. we understand what we... we're just Gonna have to We're come. just not going to be on the same team. It's That's okay. Right. All right. When we when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I feel like I've learned something about Michael Jackson from this book that he uh, that he read and that he made some notes in. It's hitting the auction block tomorrow, and I've seen some pictures of the inside of it, and it has given me an insight to Michael Jackson. I'm going to tell you about it after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 107.1. Well, a self-help book that Michael Jackson read and then took some notes in is hitting the auction block tomorrow. And I feel like just by seeing some pictures of the inside of this book, I've learned something about Michael Jackson. I have to tell you about it. Uh, This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off. He'll be back on Wednesday. Holly Roberts is filling in. And um, Holly, Colleen, I think I have the potential to get very obsessed with this particular product Ooh, that is hitting the auction block. Not the actual book itself, although it is fascinating in and of itself, the book that is hitting the auction block, but instead Michael Jackson's reaction to it. Now, the book is a book called The 48 Laws of Power. It is written by an author by the name of Robert Greene. It is called a self-help book. I had never heard of it. And I consider myself to be somebody who maybe has dabbled in some self-help books. Maybe has read a thing or two. Yeah, in my lifetime. When you mention this book and you Google the cover, it does look familiar to me. And I don't know where I've run across this book, but it was a bestseller back in the 90s when it was first published. Correct. And it it has been noted as a favorite of some of the artists that you would be familiar with. 
among them, 50 Cent, Jay-Z. Um, and know all those guys. Yeah, you've heard of them before. Yeah. So it was interesting because, again, like I said, I was not familiar with it, but I thought, okay, well, A, just the image of Michael Jackson sitting in an easy chair with a pen and, an, and a self-help book and making notes in it was interesting enough to me to want to to know more about what he was reading and right. what he said about it. Michael right? Jackson, the biggest celebrity of the 20th yeah. century, curling up, reading the book, and, making some notes, yeah, like, just like us. Caring enough about what the book said to underline or highlight what m- was meaningful to him. Also, just the notion of somebody who has achieved such amazing, amazing um, accolades in their own career reading self-help mm-hmm. is interesting to me. Yeah. I'm not saying that like everybody, personal, um, personal exploration, personal fulfillment, personal um, betterment. Everybody, I think, is interested in that, mm-hmm. no matter how successful you are. The idea that that Michael Jackson, though, was like. Into self help was interesting. I'm to me. Read the self help. Yeah, book. exactly. So that in and of itself got me hooked in. The second thing that got me hooked in was what he was reading in this book. So just a couple things about the Forty Eight Laws of Power, written by Robert Greene. The thing that is interesting about this book is when it was published, it was sort of controversial in the sense that unlike some of the the self-help the some of the lighter self-help books that of our time you know i'm thinking of like the Brene browns like kind of the uh, present day mm-hmm. big bestsellers they're kind of they're they're helpful and they're backed by research and they're um but they're kind of touchy-feely or not touchy-feely but you know they're, well, Brene brown's all about vulnerability yeah exactly so i think that people regard them as being very emotional right yes Robert Green is... Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline almost the opposite of this and a lot of people regarded this book as almost being cult-like in the sense right in the sense that he was almost um abrasive in his delivery 
and very uh, devoid of emotion mm-hmm. in the way that he delivered his message. So perhaps looking at somebody like Brene Brown as being a more intuitive, emotional, feminine yes. way of looking at things, whereas yes. this 48 Laws of Power, very linear, straight line masculine exactly exactly and he um and he in an art in an art or in an interview that i read with him um he basically said you know he did this to be sort of the ant ant, and to be antithetical to what most people thought of self-help around he didn't want it to be pollyanna um he felt like that made it just nauseating um it made him angry he wanted this to be like um Kind of like pulling back the curtain of manipulation, basically. Okay. Oh shoot! I'm going to tell you what I I'm going to tell you what I read after this. Right. I'm going to tell you what Michael Jackson thought of it after this, and then we'll get to some crazy, stupid idiots. Because what what I learned about Michael Jackson is really something very small, but it is if it's still so fascinating, and I want to tell you about it. So I'm going to do that after this, and then we'll get to crazy, stupid idiots on my talk 107.1. Okay, well, before we went to break, I was telling you about this book that is hitting the auction block tomorrow. That it was a self-help book that Michael Jackson was reading. He took notes in the margins, and now it's going up for auction tomorrow. And I feel like I learned something about Michael Jackson from reading this book. Don't worry, we're going to get to crazy, stupid idiots. But I got to tell you what I learned about Michael Jackson from this book. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley Trainer's off. Holly Roberts is in. Uh, and Holly, the book is called The 48 Laws of Power. And it's written by a guy by the name of Robert Greene. Essentially, he wanted it to be a non-touchy-feely, uh, non-Pollyanna self-help book. He wanted it to be about power. It's all about power. And essentially, the book is about how to manipulate people into believing you have power. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, without getting into like the actual words of the book, here's what I will tell you. The notes in the margin made by... Michael Jackson are very much like exclamation point, exclamation point. Wow. This is really true. Um, This is the law. And, you know, like do this. A lot of affirming, a lot of affirming things. Um, And what, and what made me sad and what I feel like I learned, even though I knew this somewhere, I learned it in a different way by seeing this. And I, encourage you to find pictures of this just to kind of like have this, you know, visual experience for yourself. Michael Jackson, I think never really knew. This is going to sound like the understatement of the century. Never really knew who he really was. Sure. And this book, I think affirmed for him that it was okay. And in fact, it was good for him to continue to try to, show people a, a a version of who they thought he was mm-hmm. and that that was that was what made him successful the king of pop the king of the pop. consummate entertainer exactly and that he was in fact actually there's a passage in the book about how you dress and owning it and not making it look like you work too hard and making it appear as though everything comes naturally to you 
even if you do work hard, make it look like you don't have to sleep much or that you, you know, or that you make it look like it comes naturally to you and that you don't. It's not calculated. Exactly. And then, and if you make it look that way, then that's what makes you a genius. Ah. And that was all underlined in big exclamation points. Meaning what I mean by this is that Michael Jackson read those words and for him, it affirmed for him that all he had to do was present this to the public in order to make everybody think that he had it all under control and that he was a total genius. And then he could hide behind all of that and still be this like fragile person who really didn't know who he was. Sure. You know, thinking of those passages that he highlighted, Michael Mm -hmm. Jackson highlighted in that book, The 48 Laws of Power, do we know? Well, obviously, the book was published in the late 90s. So Correct. he was doing this as a person in his 40s. But mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me that Michael Jackson, influenced by people who were noted perfectionists like Fred Astaire and what, you know, he took the sock thing mm-hmm. from Fred Astaire and the dancing and the consummate professional. Now, there's a couple. It, this reminded me of a journey down the YouTube rabbit hole that I took with Michael Jackson, with his stuff, because I'm a big fan of Michael Jackson. Yeah. But there was a behind-the-scenes video in the making of this long-form music video called Ghosts. It was in the late 90s, mm-hmm. and I it didn't really get a lot of traction, but it was basically a half-hour-long video where Michael Jackson played three different characters. But there was a time when Michael Jackson was in the makeup chair, and he was putting on this big, elaborate piece of makeup, and there was a moment there where you saw... I felt like maybe perhaps the Michael Jackson that we never get to see, like a true vulnerable Michael Jackson. And that, you know, he spent his entire life working with these concepts like the 48 laws of power, projecting this idea of who he was. Right. And that he never really could be who he was. Yeah. Or maybe he just didn't, maybe he didn't want to be who he was in the public eye. Or even know. Yeah. That's the part that broke my heart. Yeah. I feel like he maybe, you're, I think that he kind of knew who he was. It's just that he didn't want us to know who he was. Oh, it's just hard. Isn't that heartbreaking? It's just heartbreaking. It just, seeing that just made me so sad in the sense that um, this book for him like confirmed all of the things he was doing with his career mm-hmm. to just hide the person who he really was. Well, he was just, making I mean, the idea of Michael Jackson, which no. I would argue what most. many and most celebrities do, because think of how hard that would be if you well. And then we see it all around right. us. Celebrities who get wrapped up in the idea of who they are as a celebrity. You know, I can think of a couple off of the hand. <clears throat> Justin Bieber. Yeah. The idea of Justin Bieber versus the Justin Bieber who's sitting and reading a book and taking some notes and hanging out just like you and me. That's right. a really hard disconnect right. to deal with. Right. And I'm sure Michael Jackson probably had those issues too. Right. Oh, anyway. I don't well, have enough you. money to buy the book for you. Not, th- that's okay. $8,000 <laughs> is the starting bid. I oh, don't have sorry. enough. I don't have enough money to buy the book for me. I Listen, I I will settle with the pictures I have. Um, I it's a, to me it just seems like such a sad thing, but an interesting thing for the person who gets it. I'm sure it will be a fascinating thing to kind of look at and and um, and and study. You know, that is if they do that. Otherwise, they'll probably just have a lot of money. Yeah, you know, as one it's does. worth a lot. Anyway, uh, now with no further ado, let's move on to our crazy, stupid idiots of the day. Well then. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. 
Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. Yes, it does. Crazy Stupid Idiots. They are all around us. They're to your right. They're to your left. And hopefully, as you look in the mirror, they are not gazing back at you. And frequently, we find those crazy, stupid idiots in the state of Florida. America's Schwans. Exactly. Well, we're not going to go to Florida first. Nay, we are going to go to Pennsylvania first. Oh, yay. We're going to go to Pennsylvania first. We're going to go to Sawicky. Sawickley, Pennsylvania. Sounds wonderful. I don't know where that is. Anyway, here's what happened. Um, You know, I hate it when I'm using my GPS and it tells me to take a turn and I think to myself, this doesn't feel right. Mm. Well, that's allegedly what happened to a woman from Sawickley, Pennsylvania. That happens, right? When she drove onto some train tracks on Wednesday. And then got stuck. Yeah. When the cops got there, she explained to the cops her GPS told her to turn onto those tracks. She was stone cold sober. Really? Yes. Surprising. No, she really was actually sober. She said, my GPS told me to do it. If your GPS told you to jump off a cliff, would you do it? No. I mean, that's the thing. If you have that gut feeling like this doesn't look like a road... You don't go. Yeah. That's when you pull over and you pull re- the car pull the car over and you say, Google Maps, I'm gonna put you on notice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna recalibrate you. And I'm gonna go over to Waze and see what Waze tells me. Because mm-hmm. this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because your GPS tells you to do it doesn't mean it's correct. That's right. Yes, your GPS knows a lot of things, but not everything. That's true. Don't drive on the train tracks. Please don't. Thank you. Please don't. Now, I want to go to Connecticut. Oh, okay. We're staying up north, so we're not going to Florida, Colleen. Now, I don't know whether or not you and Bradley discussed a story uh, about somebody who asked for directions. Donovan Green. Does that sound familiar? Not yet. Okay, great. So, Donovan Green, two in the morning in Connecticut, Mm -hmm. flagged down a police officer to ask for directions to get to the highway. Okay. Didn't have Google Maps, didn't have Waze, didn't even have a printout for MapQuest, that Donovan. <laughs> so he didn't know where to go. And it's like, okay, great. I'm going to ask a police officer because surely they know their way around town. Mm-hmm. The officer, however, noticed a little stench coming from Donovan. Oh. Yeah. And Was from the, his vehicle. The boozy kind or the smoky kind? The leafy green kind. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not romaine lettuce? No, not romaine mm-hmm. lettuce. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Green allegedly gave the officer uh, a small bag of leafy green substance after the officer noticed the smell permeating from the vehicle. Okay. Admitting, quite frankly, that it was weed. So he was honest. He, he was honest about it. There are also three other people in the vehicle. But get this, Colleen. After those people were arrested and they searched the vehicle, this is what they found. 23 boxes of unopened Rogaine, a package of Prilosec, three packages of Ducalax, and four bottles of Aleve. $1,200 worth of drugstore swag. Now, what kind of party were they going to? That's what I want to know. Sorry, can we rewind? 23 boxes of unopened Rogaine. Okay, I mean, I don't... 23 boxes. They needed to regrow some hair. 
Yeah, in all the parts, allegedly. Because okay. if you need 23 boxes of that, I mean, I go to town. No, go to town. And then how many boxes of, what was it, Prilosec? Just a package of Prilosec. Just one. Just okay. one. They were counting on some heartburn. Yep. Three packages of Ducalax. Okay, so they were going to get constipated yep. and needed to take care of that. And then four bottles of Aleve to take care of any pain. Any aches and pains. And aches and pain. From, now, <laughs> that sounds like a real interesting party. Ah, uh, the cops determined that all of those items were taken from a nearby CVS pharmacy. I mean, were they like, does that, would they make some sort of other drug with any of that stuff? I have no idea, okay, Colleen. Yeah, I don't sorry. really I know. know. No. They were charged with larceny and conspiracy to commit larceny. Okay. And then two of the people in the vehicle were charged with possession of less than half an ounce of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Really? You just like, look, if you steal 20 something boxes of unopened Rogaine from the CVS that's nearby, you don't ask a police officer for directions. This is true. Good you call. just, you just go turn left at Albuquerque like Bugs Bunny mm-hmm. and we're going to get to where we need You'll to go. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay, one more real quickie, real please, quickie, please, okay? Because I feel like I could be this lady. Oh. She, and, and so I don't want to call her a crazy, stupid idiot, but she is kind of. So this happened uh, in North Highlands, uh, North Highlands, uh, Sacramento, California. Fantastic. Okay, <clears throat> so she got stuck in a tree and had to call the fire department. Why did she get stuck in a tree, oh, you ask? I know why. I know why. Why? I know why. Colleen, you say you're like the lady? Mm-hmm. Did her cat go up the tree and then her she cat. tried to get the tree? Her, she went to try she to get the cat. cat. Oh. Her cat got stuck in a tree. She climbed up after the cat. The cat did what? Dropped out of the tree. The cat got out of the tree and just fine. She was stuck in the tree and had to call the fire department oh. to get her unstuck from the tree. Colleen, this would be me too. Right? Although this would I totally be like, me. And so I sort of share this as a cautionary tale. If you, if your cat gets stuck in the tree, just eliminate yourself as the middleman and yeah. just call the fire department. Call the fire department, shake a bag of trees, yeah. get the catnip out, do whatever you need to well, do. Do what you need to do, yeah. but don't climb the tree because oh. you might not come down. Oh. Okay. Well, she kind of was a crazy, stupid idiot. I but do we empathize. Feel like, I feel like I get her. Yeah. I understand you, lady. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Rocco and I are going to go head to head in the throwback live at 245 on My Talk 1071. 2.45 every day, we play a little game. It's called The Throwback Live on The Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off, Holly Roberts has been filling in, and Rocco will be playing for Bradley today Hi. during The Throwback Live at 2.45. It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength. Actually, it's time for The Throwback Live. At 2.45. Sweep the leg. I must put it. Win just one for the Kimber. Colleen versus Bradley. Oh, nerd versus party girl. In a pop culture audio battle. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And now your host, Who run this mother? Holly oh. Roberts. Hi, y'all. At 2.45, here are the rules of the game. We're going to play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly wins the throwback live at 2.45. And Colleen and Rocco buzz in by yelling out their names. Colleen! Yay! Just like that. Okay, so here's the deal. Can I just, in the interest of full disclosure, share some things? Please. Um, It's always troubling for me when Bradley leaves and... I get to have the privilege of arranging who I compete against 
because sometimes Bradley arranges it and then sometimes he forgets. And then I get very excited when he forgets because then usually I go to Donnie (laughs) and I say, hey, Donnie, can you fill in on the throwback live? Does anybody know why I choose Donnie? Because Donnie's not good at the game. Donnie's not great at the game. (laughs) Well, Donnie's not here. Donnie's not here. Bye, Donnie. Donnie's gone for the whole week. Yeah, Donnie's gone. So then I had to go to the person who's good at the game and say, hey, Rocco, can you fill in for Bradley? I know. Yeah, we'd really like it. You've beaten me before, though, I think, right? Yeah, like maybe once. So this will be interesting. Also, Rocco doesn't trash talk. No. So this is going to be like a very, like, he's a lover, not a fighter. So this is going to be like a super zen game and he'll probably kick my booty. But we'll, let's see. We'll We'll find out. You don't don't know. know. You don't know. It's anybody's game. And I'm going to say that safely without Bradley busting my chops. Now, Rocco is playing for Bradley. So if Rocco wins today's game, the point goes to Bradley. As it stands right now, Colleen has 78 points and Bradley has 83. Okay. In terms of total throwback wins. Yes. Our total victory tally here at the throwback live. Now, here's our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Colleen Mm -hmm. Rocco, listen carefully and identify this. Rocco. Rocco. A stray cat strut. By the Stray Cats. I'm pretty good yeah. at 80s music cues. I mean... I shouldn't tell Holly that, that she'll avoid using them in the future. No, she won't. That's the thing. <laughs> she doesn't like. She doesn't even play to anybody's strengths. No. It's just she goes with what she feels. That's true. And Rocco, congratulations. <sighs> yes, that's the Stray Cat Strut so by the Stray Cats. Moving on, our second vintage oh pop gosh. culture audio Did you audio ever consider clip? trying out for like Name That Tune or something? I, I kind of would like to do that. Yeah, or Beach Is that still a thing? Is okay. it? I don't know. I don't, no, know. I don't know. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your Colleen. girls. Colleen! Titanic! Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your girls. Wearing this. Wearing only this. Ooh! Mm-hmm. She's naked, you guys. PG-13 nudity! <laughs> yes! All right, Colleen, you have one point. Rocco has one point in no the throwback life. No DiCaprio movies. Thank you. 245. Here's your third vintage okay. pop culture audio clip. Listen carefully and identify this. Rocco. Rocco. The 20th Century Fox intro. It was good. Yes. Good job, Rocco. And then do you hear like this intro to Star Wars right after that? I mean, do you do you hear a movie that goes right after that? No. Mm-mm. Can I ask you another oh, question? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Follow up question. When you sure. hear the HBO logo, uh-huh. what's, what song? What, do, what yeah, TV what do you show do you? Yeah. Well, now I hear Sex in the City because I just watched oh, right, the right, entire right. series. Like, oh, yeah. Binged. Colleen, you're familiar with that theme song, yeah. aren't you? Now I am. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you are. Finally. <laughs> I think that's just a fun little starter that was question. That's good. I liked that. Break the ice sometime at a Thanks, holiday Rocco. party. Yeah, oh, go for it. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Rocco. Okay, next up. All right. Here's our fourth vintage pop culture audio clip. Listen carefully and identify this. Colleen! Colleen. That's the Pink Panther. Yes! Oh gosh, we gotta go. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. We gotta move. Okay. All right, here's your fifth question. Now, whoever guesses this wins the game. Oh gosh. Rocco, Colleen, listen carefully and identify this. Rocco. Rocco. The THX logo. Ah! Oh, 
Yeah, I used to have a laser disc player. I heard I heard that a lot. Oh, nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. The audience is listening, and the audience has just given Rocco a point. He won today's throwback live at 245. Congratulations. Congratulations. You won, Rocco, today this uh, old canister of bean boozled that's been sitting in the control oh. room for the past two years. Okay, I'll be right over. Congratulations, <laughs> Rocco. I hope that you get um, skunk okay. or vomit. Yay. From that, right, I'll see you tomorrow. Congratulations, Rocco will be playing for uh, Bradley yet again tomorrow. Yes, uh, and I can't. I am sick to my stomach because I was Why? so cool, because it was in my grasp. And here's the other problem with that logo that um, the THX. The THX. I always get the letters wrong. Oh well, so I would have gotten it all wrong anyway. Why? What would you have said? I UHF? Don't know. Like something like that. I would have just thrown out three random letters. I never get the letters right. Oh, which. Whatever. Congratulations, Rocco. Yeah, I can tell that's really sincere of you, Colleen. No, congratulations, Rocco. I should be nicer to him because I don't because we don't trash talk when Rocco's in the studio. Oh, that's right. It's nothing but Zen. How much? Um, how many now? Bradley's. He has eighty four now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can we just lie to him when he comes back? No. Fine. I know I'll get busted if I do anyway. All right, and it's on camera. It's on Facebook Live. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, and Rocco will be back playing the throwback live. Lori and Julia coming up next on My Talk. TCM's award-winning podcast, The Plot Thickens, is back. This time with legendary actress Pam Greer, the fearless action hero who beat down the bad guys on screen, yet her toughest battles began the moment the cameras stopped rolling. Join us for our new season of Turner Classic Movies podcast, The Plot Thickens, Here Comes Pam, hosted by TCM's Ben Mankowitz. Available now anywhere you listen to podcasts. Visit tcm.com slash podcast to learn more. Splash, splash, splash. Apply a little splash. When your windshield's getting dirty, just apply a little splash. When your windshield's full of grime, bugs, dirt, and snow, just use a little splash and be safe on the road. Splash, apply a little splash When your windshield's getting dirty Just apply a little splash See safely on the road When you apply a little splash